Welcome to Deeply Disturbing Things, the podcast. I'm Macy. And I'm Naomi. And we're two anxious counselors who like to talk about deeply disturbing things. We believe normal is boring, knowledge is power, and laughter is the best medicine. And you shouldn't drink other people's wine. And you shouldn't rip the can out of their mouth so forcefully you almost break their tooth either. Which is worse. (laughs) All right. We have a third person in the podcast studio, aka my bedroom. This is Sarah, our hype girl. Hey, guys. So she's our participant audience. Yes, I am. She may pop, uh, pipe up here and there. Pop in. Pop in and pop in and Yes. All right. I get to go first, right? I mean, I said I would go first, but you can go first. Oh, no, you go first. Go. Oh, first. I'm going to go first. Okay. So uh, remember how we went on a hike yesterday? I do remember that. Okay. Don't look at my computer. Okay. Okay. So challenging. challenging. Okay. So we went on a hike and we were like, there's no, nothing like deeply disturbing about Mount Spokane. No, that's not what I said. I just said it wasn't enough to like do a, like a whole thing about. I disagree. Oh, I did look up this. Did you? Yeah. But they said they didn't want you to go tramping through the woods to try to find it. Right. So so we couldn't go do "Eh, that. Yeah. Because it's, and maybe I'll explain why. But yes, it's, so there was, there have been multiple plane crashes on Mount Spokane um, over the past 60 years. So we went hiking on Mount Spokane yesterday. We did. We did. Which is in Washington where we live. Yes. So it was a KC-135 tanker. It was on approach to Fairchild Air Force Base. So it's only like 10 minutes from landing. So it was already close to being in. Um, and all of a sudden it lost all radio contact. I it, don't know what that kind of airplane looks like. Can you describe? Is it like a, a medium one? A small I on, one? It's this I thing here. Up. Oh my God. Look it up, Sarah. Look at already earning her yes, as yes. a hype girl. Okay. So this tanker... KC-135. So the tanker call sign Morn 79 was due in for the Air Force Base in South Dakota. And so it starts coming over Mount Spokane. And it was interesting because this plane normally only has like three or four people in it, but they had 44 people on the plane. And as it was coming up to the mountains, it was all um, on the equipment, which means that the the weather was so bad that they couldn't navigate just visually. Ooh, oh, it's pretty big, actually. It is big. Oh, you can't see that. It is big. Yeah. It's a military aircraft. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because Fairchild Probably. is the... Mm-hmm. So... There was a lot of people on it, and they said that there was a lot of fog, the conditions were bad, and apparently on their navigation map, it had there's two flight paths. There's one that goes over the mountain, and one that goes around the side of the mountain, and they're right next to each other on the same map. Mm-hmm. So what they suspect happened was that they went using radio or using just the equipment on the plane and was were following the wrong map that they were going as low as the one that would have gone around the mountain. So they mm-hmm. thought they were going around, um, but they were heading straight into mm-hmm. the mountain. Gosh, I've heard of other plane crashes that's right. like a similar situation well, where you just drive like either straight into the ground or straight into a mountain yeah. thinking you're a lot going higher than else. you are. Yeah, And that's what I, I found really interesting is really after this wave of, you know, the 19th, 
60s or the technology got better and we've had a lot less plane crashes because of that hold on yes didn't your dad used to work for boeing and like <laughs> like mechanic these engines he does he have any blame to shoulder in this I crash mean... I mean, I'm sure they did say that the, oh my gosh, he did the auto navigation stuff too. Yeah. I mean, I think he actually mentioned that anytime you see a plane dropping from the sky, it was his fault. I think that's a quote. It, it was. <laughs> and then he was laid off shortly after. Um, right. Right. Okay. Glad that's out there. Uh, so <laughs> it took him a really long time to find find it because it is really rural like out there um so it's not anywhere near the paths that we were at and it's not city-owned land uh yet and actually the family members went out just this september and put up um like de debris as like a makeshift memorial uh -huh. sort of thing uh to the people whose lives were lost but that That's wasn't even the first accident to happen there what were you gonna say go ahead that's an interesting memorial right so there's a couple it's of like different made out of plane shrapnel like actual yeah it's, plane this shrapnel. is actual pieces of the plane that they found and put up um but they said that it was so bad when they found the the wreckage that it was everything was charred mm -hmm. you know there was no way to like identify people um and, and all 44 people died in that plane crash look away Okay, so now, um, oh. why would I say look away? You look. <laughs> I have to. Someone says don't press that button. Like, what are you gonna do? Don't look. We have rules. We have rules, Sarah. I'm looking away. Okay, just give me a I'm second. I'm a cheater, like Sarah. So that wasn't the only flight accident over Mount Spokane, though. So there was another one in 1947. Um, the B-29 strategic bomber was flying out of the, the Fairchild Air Force uh, base and did a similar thing. Conditions were very similar mm -hmm. to the other incident and they ended up disappearing from radar and the crash ended up being found on the summit of what's uh, Mount Kit Carson. That's where we were hiking. Oh, is it that one? We were on the Kit Carson loop. Right, right. Okay, so it was on the, the southwest of that. Um, there were uh 44 fatalities. Oh, that's the worst one. Got it. But they actually named a uh, one of the, the runs for the ski hill is named after that. It's the B, what is it? The B, oh gosh, B, 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 B. what did I just say? B29 is one mm, of the runs that okay. was named after it. Interesting. Um, so there were no, no survivors in that one either. Um, Have I mentioned I hate flying? And I don't really like to do it. And I avoid it at all costs. This is why. I like to do a lot of flying topics. I've done a lot for you. Flying is dangerous. So And outside of my control. If I was driving the plane, it would be totally different. So there's been roughly 60 people who have died on that mountain just in plane crashes. Which is interesting. It's a lot. That's a it lot says, of lives lost. Errors in navigation, poor visibility, and improper altitude is the fatal combination for Mount Spokane and has been a a big issue historically that you know. Are led we saying to it's advances. your dad's fault? I mean, I was that our conclusion? Gonna. Wasn't gonna. 
<laughs> so He'll we should find out if he it. worked on that plane. In what year did I say? <laughs> it was 62, 62 that the plane crash happened, but yeah, I don't know when the plane was made. Did he work on those CJ 153s or whatever? I have no idea. <laughs> CJ 15 CJ Is that what it's called? No. What was uh, it called? B29. No, the other one. Oh. Uh K, K something. 135. KC135. KC, KC Yeah, KC135. Yeah. So there you go. I just had a little tidbit about it and I wanted to share because I didn't know that. So somebody had told me, like, oh, did you know about the plane crash? I'm like, oh. And then I mean it makes sense that you know about it. But. Well, because I really was gonna try to do a podcast topic while we're out on our hike. Right. But I thought it would be more impactful, like if we could find the site, you know. But it just really seemed like they did it not want people really trying even, to find it. Even the family members and stuff had to be like brought out there with GPS and stuff. So it's probably not yeah, really too I mean, safe. That's not really the kind of hike we went on yesterday. No, we've gone into some scary, like might get jumped places before, uh, but we're usually within a sprinting distance of the car. Right. We went right. on the kind of hike where you don't need any special equipment or a tire or you don't even need to really bring snacks or water because you're really not that far from the car. There was a kind <laughs> bar involved. <laughs> yes, we had one kind bar that we could have saved, uh, shared and rationed amongst us if needed. If there was uh, yeah, danger or a bear. I, I thought about you throwing it at a bear and how long that might entertain the bear. Do you know that I researched... What to do if you run into a bear before our hike yesterday? Did, before, before, we right before. Messages on what you're there was mixed messages because a lot of it was like, well, it kind of depends on the local regional bear behavior. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I haven't really spent time getting to know these bears. So I don't really know their traits. <laughs> I don't know if they, they like me to go big or if they like me to go sideways. Yeah, it's like either go sideways, like crab walk. Or go big. I'm like, well, I, you know, if you fuck it up, you're like, you're dead. So it, it's, it's hard to learn. What did they say for our area? No, it didn't. It said like the bears are different in different areas. They behave differently. So it was like a big disclaimer. Like, don't listen to anything we said, because it could be wrong and you'll die. Well, because you'll die and they don't want to be sued. That's it. Just throw a kind bar at them. Right. That was going to be my whole tactic. <laughs> Keep it in the wrapper so it takes a little bit longer for them to get through it. Just like. <laughs> right. I mean, knowing me that I'm like a runaway freeze response, kind of like that's my stress response. I don't think I would instinctively go big. I think that would be me forcing myself really outside of my natural, like mm. go fetal and pretend you're dead instead. I feel like I'd actually go big, which is surprising to me, but like that's. Like if things get like hostile or scary, like I'm not afraid to do like that to yeah. sound really loud out of, out freeze, of nowhere. First instinct freeze. And if they started charging, then maybe you just go like then go big. Yeah. Then I go big. Know. I don't know. You just have to go with my them. sister when she was in high school was camping with her boyfriend and a bear came into their campground and they're both naked. <laughs> I don't know why it was really hot out. Sure, uh, really hot out. but he yeah. went big and naked and it worked he he went big went go away bear if i was go away bear and it worked the bear went away if i was a bear and there was a naked man yelling at me i probably would go away too i'd be like hey what is this hairless specimen <laughs> gross man <laughs> go back in your tent <laughs>
Uh, what's your topic? Uh, okay. So I went to, I knew I was going to do this topic. I can't see your screen. The mic's in the way, so you can feel I'm better. I'm still going to continue to hide it. You just keep shifting it. Shifting it away, away. Uh-huh. So I went to the Pagan Fest mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago, and I'd planned on doing like experiential research for this topic. So I want to get a reading, but um, as I talked about in our patron only content, right when I was in line and like stepping up to like pay my money, somebody came like out of the fucking bushes again, <laughs> right in front of me, They always come swooped out in and was like, I'd like an hour reading, please. I was like, well, I just, you know, I, I just threw my money up in there. I was like, fuck this. I'm going home. I'm not waiting around for an hour. Mm-hmm. So I did not get to do that. I have had my cards read a long time ago in the very early 90s at the fair. Um, And it was terrifying. It was so spot on that I was just completely freaked out. And I never did it since then. Was it just what was right? It was everything. It was like telling me exactly what was wrong with my life and what I needed to do. I was like, I'm not ready for this. So I left. (laughs) (laughs) I, mean, I was like too much too 21 or something you know you're not you're not ready did you listen to it though like did you take it in no but you know occasionally over time like the words will come back and I'm like yep I know but knowing doesn't mean you're gonna make the changes you know it's like that classic uh video they show where the lady has the nail on the head and the guy's like uh, yeah I know what the problem is and she's <laughs> like no it's this it's this it's like no really I think it's really hurting right I now think I, I know how we can solve this you know so uh have either of you had your reading done no no never yes. Sarah how was your experience Sarah well it wasn't yeah I guess she kind of does cards but she was more of a medium that just she speaks um directly to people who have passed and gets guidance from the other side and she's pretty spot on because it was a group reading i did was it local test yeah i'm like can i plug somebody i don't know sure tessa oh i'll have to look her up and i'll come back later okay but yeah this this medium tessa she's great she was like spot on with everybody in the group and pulled stuff out like from well i'm yeah. so glad that you experienced that because my topic is about mediums Ooh. focusing on tyler henry love him have you watched tyler henry yeah. mm-hmm. so tyler henry rose to fame as the hollywood medium and so he had this show he started out um first got notoriety doing a reading for the kardashians mm-hmm. and then just did readings for all kinds of celebrities i mean like everybody like um melissa joan hart janet jackson or maybe it was latoya one of the jackson sisters um just all kinds of famous people and so i wa i've watched a bunch of those and now he has he did the core Corey feldman Uh yes Mm -hmm. um and now he has a new Netflix show called Life After Death, which I, I watched the whole thing, the whole series. So Tyler Henry is a self-proclaimed clairvoyant. And his whole thing is that spirits on the other side can communicate with him. And so through him, he can communicate with loved ones. He says he got his powers at age 10 when he predicted that his grandma was going to pass. So he said he got this strong feeling that his grandma was going to pass. He told his mom and then 
the the phone rang like right after and grandma had passed and so after that he just started doing readings <laughs> been like you're creepy kid you need to leave now <laughs> <laughs> too much has been said so he started as a young teen doing this now he's like early 20s he's born in 96 so how old does that make him oh he's I, pretty young i was say yeah, yeah. he's young that's oh great <laughs> great <laughs> three of us that can't yeah. do math but... damn it sorry so his technique is really interesting. So he has like a notepad and he just does these drawings and it's like, like lines one way, lines another, sometimes like designs like circles or different things. And um, like, that's how he kind of gets in his grounded clairvoyant state. And, you know, me being like a scientific mind, mm-hmm be like psychology person I'm like what is that like how what does that serve yeah yeah and so what I think it is is it's a way to just like put his focus Imagine so that it clears up the other part of his mind for the working right what do. was the topic that you did about the the lady the well there's two but who like could guess what was in the box remember yeah that was related that was mentalism yeah. right 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 so because yeah. they kept she had to like focus or like be in a specific state before it would happen yes yes totally that was on the true story of the ring movie right right right. check that out people it's a good episode so that's what i think the purpose the medium of is tessa harster tessa harster oh she has really good medium hair she does she why do they always have like a was that a good. bouffant or a beehive what is that she has like a great medium vibe will you um right. pull up a picture of tyler henry for macy yeah thank you so that's what i think the drawing thing is it's fascinating so he has to do that before you know everything and during he does that too during readings mm-hmm. he says he has no control over who comes through or what they share um he says as a medium he receives impressions that he needs to interpret and he relies on the person he's doing the reading for to help make sense of the information and he calls that validation so he needs that validation which part of me like gets it but part of me like my <laughs> my, my inner, skeptic my is like well why do you need that it's a little I like put, why can't you just say the thing and there's the scribbles oh, yeah okay, there's the okay. scribbles okay yeah so it's the yeah like why do you need more information why do you i have to confirm something for you but i sort of get like why do i need to validate he this? needs to know like that he's on the right track but at the same time <laughs> if it's like that legit like why do you need the validation i don't know so i see both sides of it mm-hmm. so he'll ask questions like does that make any sense you should frame it more like dream analysis like he's because like dream analysis it's subjective but the dreamer has to bring the meaning to it typically could be that same sort of thing well he does yeah he does do that okay so he he'll give some information and then he gets them to help make sense of it and interpret Mm -hmm. it okay um and then he'll be like oh that makes sense that makes sense with what i'm seeing and hearing like what you're saying you're validating that's kind of the part like, i don't like is. About is when they start to do that because I, I i've watched just a few who's that really popular guy we've talked about him before who does the life after death like on tv things he's big this is this guy tyler henry that's the guy, that's the guy. <laughs> no because his show is young. literally called life after death 
No, isn't he older now? He had now? another show. Okay, and he was younger. Hollywood he, Media. Hollywood. Oh, yeah. oh, he's the one that. He's the same guy. Well, I'm Got obsessed. It. I've watched everything he's put out. I think it's interesting to watch. Yeah, it's it fascinating. Just, it just bothers me. Okay, you can be bothered. That's great. Um, so, you know, I always have an open mind with everything. Like, I'm never going to, like, 100% shut anything down because I don't know everything. And there's so much that's outside of human perception. Like, that's just what we know. Like, just look at yeah. the electromagnetic spectrum. We can see, like, a teeny little Smidgen. bit of it everything else is outside of our ability to even see it so i know that there's a lot out there that we don't understand and plus it's just i want to believe in like cool shit out there mm -hmm. so another thing he might say is do we know of a situation along these lines and i've watched a lot of him because i think it's really interesting and he has some impressive moments for example in his new life after death show he gets an impression of a hummingbird and then he learns that the person who passed had a tattoo of a hummingbird. And in this particular case, which is episode one of his new series, there was just so many things. It's like, how would you even know that? Like knew the person, um, what like physically what they were experiencing when they were passing knew that there was a, well, this is where it gets a little fuzzy. Didn't know that they're pregnant, but knew that there was a baby involved, knew that mm -hmm. there was something with a premature birth that was involved. And that was what happened. This individual went into a, a situ emergency situation and had to do an emergency delivery. They died giving birth, but then the baby was born prematurely. So mm -hmm. stuff like that, it's like, okay, well, how would you know that specifically? And he makes people feel like their loved ones are present. Mm -hmm. And that's what people walk away like. Like, I, I feel like they were there. I know someone who, who had a, a median, medium, median work with them. Median is the center line of a road. That's different. <laughs> it's also like something to do with numbers. Yes. <laughs> the, the median. The number. It's a median, the mean and the mode. Yes, oh, the yeah. medium. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know <some> math. <laughs> I already forgot. I went through calculus three. <laughs> um, I looked up, he's on tour right now. I went on his website. Were you excited? Are you so if we want to see him in our state, oh. he will be coming to Toppenish, Washington, which I don't know where that is, April 22nd, 2023, at the Legends Casino Hotel Event Center. Tickets are not cheap. How much your tickets? I would assume, yeah. Like, if you want to be right up front, it's like over five hundred dollars a ticket. Like, you can get like what? far back ones that are like forty nine. But if you want to be in the shit, if you want to be in the splash zone, you're paying over five hundred. I just know a that there's a lot of research that goes in on their parts of like producers and preparing. Like, they often know a lot about their audience ahead of time. I'm gonna be talking about that. Great. <laughs> <laughs> um, on tyler's website you can contact tyler to do a private reading oh my gosh did you do it we never did the rumpology reading to get our butt cheeks 
red. Because it costs like $175 <laughs> per cheaper, sheet. Per cheek. You could do one sheet. Palm reading, but I didn't want a half-ass literally reading. We could put both of our I wanted together. a full-ass Rumpology reading. And actually, a I think she might have passed away. Sarah, she did. Sarah, did, did she pass away? Wait, we check? Sylvester Stallone's mom. I think we I missed think, our opportunity. I think so. I mean, did Mama Stallone pass? Oh, maybe we can. Oh, I just got it. I just got it. We will contact Tyler Henry to contact Sly Stallone's mom and get a rumpology reading through Tyler Henry. Oh my God! What? Did she see our butts from the from beyond? Oh my God! How many people can see my butt from beyond? Everybody. I am sweaty about oh, this idea. I am sweaty. I'm sweaty too. <laughs> am I looking up the name of the mom? We just need to know she alive. Oh. Has our opportunity we, passed well, along with No, I think the opportunity has just arisen. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it is ever living in the afterlife. She did die. Oh, RIP, Mama's going. RIP, 2020. We know you're still looking. I feel like I know I keep touching, I like my, I need butt to touch my butt now. Okay. It feels personal. What information do you hold? Well, everyone touch your butt at the same time and go. I guarantee you touched your butt. <laughs> or at least thought about it. And if yeah. you didn't, you're lost. <laughs> so if you want to sign up for a private reading, it says on the website, please note. Tyler does not have access to this mm. inbox as he prefers to do his private readings without having prior information. Mm. So on his shows, it appears that he gets no prior information, nothing about the person at all. Whether that is true or not, we don't know. We're not privy to that. I don't know anybody that works on his team. I don't have any private information from his neighbors that listen over the fence mm -hmm. but that's like his whole thing he doesn't want to know their names even when he was doing the celebrity readings mm -hmm. like he would show up and mm -hmm. and be like i have no idea who you are and then they would reveal it and he'd have big shock like oh my god dad does he really not know though yeah. well i mean some of them was like how how do you not know who this person is they're so fucking famous Right. But but he wasn't like that with everybody. He knew who Melissa Joan Hart was because he'd watched Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Okay. So it wasn't like across the board. Yeah. And I thought that gave it some legitimacy. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, like you have to know who some of these people are. So on Hollywood Medium, Tyler gave a reading to Alan Thicke and said he needed to be careful about heart problems. And asked if like anything like that ran in his family. And Alan Thicke was like total denial. Like, no, that's like has nothing to do with me. But he had a weird look on his face. Like uh, he was like hiding back, something probably. almost. Mm -hmm. um, and then three months later, he's dead of a heart thing. Right. So a lot of people point to that as like a... a a true um, prediction that Tyler was able to make. And there are many moments that seem convincing. Like that isn't the only one. I wouldn't have kept watching it if there wasn't enough like ding, ding, dings to like give me that reward of like, okay, there's something here. Mm -hmm. 
you know, it's, it's like pulling that slot machine. If it was, if I never won ever, then I wouldn't continue um, to play penny slots with my $20 that I allot myself when I go to the casino. <laughs> I'm not a big gambler. I do I'm not 20, a big gambler. I do the $20 too, but my dad has to give me the 20 yeah, that's my limit. Then I feel like I'm really winning. Break it into fives. <laughs> I make it last for the two hours, and he's either won 400 or lost 400, and I'm like, I'm up $50, or I'm down the 20 I was given. I'm not a casino's stop. best friend, because if no. if I win and I'm over my money, I'm you done. Stop. I cash out. I'm like, mm, You just cool. set new limits. And then I go spend it in the bar. I'm like, free drinks. <laughs> I don't do that. I don't think I've ever drank at a bar in a casino before. Really? That's the whole it's, point of going. Here's me. No. Casino. I think you would scare me in a hotel casino. Probably. Bar. No, I don't I don't go often. I think once in a while is interesting, like as a winter activity up here. But it's it's definitely not my jam. There's a lot more interesting things to do. But it's up to, it's like with bowling. And bowling and casino are equal to me like something to do in the dead of winter up here when you don't want ever to just go to bed at five because it's pitch dark like bowling is a thing and going to the casino like i don't love either but it's an option when i went <laughs> when i was on running start i took a bowling class for my pe credit are you good i sort of i also got fairly good at pool i won a nine ball tournament hmm. I, I was fairly good at pool back in the day when I used to go to the bar all the time before I had kids. Now I have the problem. I have like little fingers, but I want like a decent size ball. Oh, you get your own bowling ball. I have my own custom ball. Why did you say that? Like everyone has their own bowling ball. Is that a thing? I wouldn't, I, have one. I wouldn't use the balls at the rink or whatever you call it. I, yes, I stick my finger <laughs> in the ball. A, rink? a bowling rink? <laughs> Allie. I'm using my <laughs> reference points. <laughs> like gross. Unless, like wearing someone else's shoes yeah like rent it's like wearing rental skates on your fingers yeah on your fingers no i have my own and then custom, you walk away <laughs> custom power prep girls bowling ball actually it's red glitter super of course cool. super cute we should both picture that um anyway back to tyler henry and mediums right um there are moments that's also seem like he's not really providing anything helpful so i do notice that too i'm like i don't think this person walked away with anything beyond what they already Very knew right. you know but you i do feel find myself getting drawn into these episodes and it's not just like is he going to be able to like predict something or know something that only they would know but it, it's the people's stories too like they're staring like I'm kind of a trauma junkie. I was gonna <laughs> like, say, like that's I, one of the things I don't like about it is it's kind of like people. I don't know. It's like Doctor Phil a little bit to me. But like, they volunteer though. I know, but so do people on Doctor Phil, and I still think it's exploitation in a way. Well, that's and like, some people think that, but I like hearing the stories. I'm sure most people. I mean, like that's hearing part of why I like trauma. I like to work with trauma. Right, I, I like counselors. To, I like sick. to collect the stories. I'm sick in the mind. We're I've sick. I've already admitted that many times. I have problems. <laughs> I feel like he does bring like closure to people though. Yeah. Are like wanting to hear that their loved ones are okay, that they're somewhere. Yes. And you see like relief at the end of the episode. I will be getting into that as well. Yes. Yeah. A lot of foreshadowing happening. Are you both mediums? Maybe. 
and I, I feel like he does, <laughs> even though his toolkit is very limited, I feel like he does have some go-to responses that are useful in the moment. Like when somebody's like having a big emotional response and he's able to just be an equipoise and just say things like, it's a lot or yeah like oh this this is this got heavy or you know he has some go-to responses which i think were were fine i didn't have any problem with any of them i wasn't like you said what yeah he doesn't have the dr phil thing where dr phil comes and like like shames people yeah yeah Yeah, and i agree because i i've i've seen the difference yeah um i wanted to share about an episode that i thought was particularly convincing one that really stood out. So this was the one of the last episodes in the Netflix thing, um, Life After Death. And it seemed like he predicted a fire. He was doing Nostradamusy. He was doing a reading for friends who run a museum of Chinese artifacts. And he was said he was getting the need for a remodel but only in one part of the building. And then he asked if inspectors had checked things out to make sure everything's over was okay. And the people were like, this was not something that they were giving him any validation on. They're like, no, everything's fine. Yeah. Let's mm-hmm. get on to what we wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. But he kept like added, he kept persistent with it, which I thought to me, like that wasn't just going off of their feedback to him like this was something else it was very interesting like they kept wanting to like change the thing and he kept got at it he's like i i feel like i'm getting impressions about a like a fire like a destructive fire and he, he kept with it over and over um repeatedly he kept bringing it up and he asked his friends like because since they weren't giving him any validation about knowing anything about a fire like you could see that he was sort of like, okay, like, am I on the wrong track? He wasn't getting that validation back. So he's like, is anything about a fire bringing up anything for you? And they're like, no. Hours later, the building burned to the ground. Hours. Meanwhile, he's miking somebody I know. there. But now, no, honest to God, I thought that I'm like, did he set the building? I know. That's, fire? I would just be worried, like, you fucking did it. It was you. <laughs> yeah nobody else said anything but this was a museum of chinese artifacts i mean like that would be going a little bit far for the ratings that would be a bad move right yeah 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 but i was like what like okay that to me like there was something something was going on i don't know what it was see that's why i don't want to talk to the guy because he's going to tell me something's going to catch on fire and then it will and then it will so like yeah was this a self-fulfilling prophecy <laughs> yeah did he wish it into existence because, i mean is tyler henry manifesting arson but no i mean to me it leans a allegedly little, a little confirmation bias too though because like how many different things does he hit on all the time that never come to be but like that one thing here and there that hits it's like oh wow it's huge because we want it to align right exactly perhaps perhaps. exactly in in my 98 percent jaded view yeah well i'm glad you're opening up the two percent that's what it's all i'm always i'm always two percent open that's great uh we'll we'll stick a crowbar in that fucker two percent is better right so one of the 
these people, these friends that Tyler was doing a reading for had recently lost her mother, who was the integral person behind the preservation of all these artifacts, these Chinese artifacts. And so I'm like, was the mom like trying to give this warning, this message, like get the artifacts out. There's going to be a fire. I don't know. That's kind of just where my mind went. They didn't talk about that on the show. But an individual was arrested for arson. So whether they were a stooge and set up <laughs> or whether they really did it, we'll Wait, okay. never know. Wait, was it public? Like, could people hear it before? Hear what? Good question. Like, was it posted? Yeah, or... posted and released. No, no, no. No, okay. it was after. Yeah. It was after. Yeah. Like did they did they hear Yeah, right. No, it was all in the same episode. It was like that reading happened, and then it was like later hours that... later. You know, and they showed that it was on the news. They showed the. I mean, it was a big fire. Wow. Yeah, it was like burning. Did you know to his... the ground? <laughs> Regardless, his publisher was like, "Fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah, nail that, Tyler. <laughs> a good job on you." <laughs> Criticism. What? What's I like that? to present a well-rounded topic. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> Critics have alleged that Henry's readings are performed using what is known as hot and cold reading techniques and not psychic powers. Critics and debunkers say these techniques are how mediums convince total strangers that they seemingly know personal details about their life. So let me tell you about cold readings. Yes, do that. Cold reading techniques. This is a lot like being a good therapist. To I know that's I TBH. Like I'm like I oh I kind of do that sometimes. So this is essentially combining high probability guesses and broad statements with carefully crafted language and psychological methods to create the appearance of intuitive perception. Or paranormal gifts. Macy, hand up in the back. I had a client <laughs> tell me the other day, well, not again, like a while ago, said, are you like in my mind? You know what I'm thinking. And like, I could tell for a second she actually like was questioning how I knew some of those things. But it really yeah. is an intuitive skill that over time you get very good at. Yeah, it's a skill you um, can develop. And you are kind of in their mind a bit. So like I it is like you learn enough about someone or just about human nature in general that you can intuitively respond in a way that feels right. And we're looking at facial expressions, we're looking at body, body language. language, we're listening to the content that they're sharing. Even the tone, inflection. Yeah, there's know. so much information that mm -hmm we're using to summarize a powerful reflective statement that may hit it on the head and like yes that's exactly what i feel and what i think right and we're thinking three steps down the road too which surprises people because you're putting together pieces that they've talked about that they haven't necessarily glued in yeah yet. and sometimes yeah. i'm just like thinking like okay is it the right time do i wait like because like it's the nail on the head thing like you yeah. don't want to present it before they are ready to right. like come up with it on their own or else it's meaningless it so and much there's easier. no power just because you see something doesn't mean that that's going to be real for that person in that moment yeah sometimes you just tuck it away yeah um 
There is no singular technique for cold breathing, but rather it's a set of techniques that leverage a deep understanding of human psychology. Are we mediums? We are mediums! (laughs) (laughs) I'm here. You brought me along. I'm here. We already said we are three dark-haired witchy types. I'm the Sarah in the Hocus Pocus trio. She's just like, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I just watched you're the Kathy, my Jamie. Oh no, they're the Sarah Jessica Parker. Okay. Sarah Jessica Parker. Okay. Her name's Sarah in Hocus Pocus too. Oh, right. I haven't watched Hocus Pocus too yet. I will at some point. Maybe, I watched that maybe Hocus when I have Pocus a fever. Bash thing, like where they did like this like celebration thing on Disney Plus. Very good. I didn't know how LGBT like plus supportive they are. Oh like, yeah, huge. And they had so totally. many good performing artists. Like huge diversity. It was really that. good. Yeah. Yeah. I was surprised. Yeah. Kathy and the Jamie is um, right, especially especially so al- allied ish, not ish allied. Absolutely. An effective coal reader is a good listener, an attentive observer, carefully studies people and gathers information. So just looking at the way people sit or talk or even like looking at clothes and the hairstyle, you can you can bring something This is an up. assessment. This is an assessment. This is an MSC. <laughs> <laughs> we do this on the daily. Um so <laughs> Yeah. So that one what I was talking about with that was impressive on the first episode of Life After Death. <laughs> My body where Tyler Henry was sweater again today. Like predicted the hummingbird tattoo and all that. Yes. Like he met with three friends and they were very like they all had beach waves and they're drinking red wine and it was it was very like uh sisterhood. And he said, and he said, I'm feeling like this has something to do with a female. And at that moment, I'm like, yeah, me too. (laughs) Yeah, I got that. (laughs) I'm getting this as a sister thing. Okay. (laughs) So renowned mentalists and magicians like Penn and Teller, who I am obsessed with. Yeah, they are. Who who present these feats as tricks or techniques. Mm -hmm like it's part of their act they're very open like this is an act this is mm-hmm. a, a trick it's a performance they have really worked diligently to expo- expose frauds and Penn and teller have that great mm-hmm. series called bullshit that i recommend yeah, everybody it. should watch <laughs> yeah it's so good and they actually on that like catch a medium like getting pre-info oh, i saw that yeah i saw that yeah. pre-info and then they do this like incredible reading it's like okay well we we already saw like how you learned that so now it's not as impressive so what we have to do is go to his show we'll pay the 500 dollars, and <laughs> okay. then Will we? And does Sarah get a per diem? Well, here's what we're here's... way in the back with the two two hundred seats. Forty nine dollars for the nose blades. Yeah. No, we need to have a reading done because we're gonna be mourning the loss of of who of the um oh, Sylvester Stallone's mom. Yes, and and so like we can't we're not gonna say the name right right. You can't but that's say the who name. we're mourning because we are upset. Okay, we're so if we went there. Because then he's going to have to specifically and we, mention and we that said nothing. reading. Yeah, if he mentions butts, then I'm all in. I, I'll be I like, will drop fine. to my knees, hail Tyler. 
Hail Tyler. Hail Tyler. He did it. And then we'll twerk. In honor. I'm a terrible twerker. I've seen it. It's true. Okay, sorry. Cool. Yeah. So, like these renowned mentalists and magicians who do this as entertainment and performance art, they really frown upon individuals that present <laughs> this as an authentic, otherworldly ability, other than and not just entertainment. There's more wine if you would like some, Sarah. She's already done with hers. Counter. Oh, okay. There's a bottle of red. Even the legendary Harry Houdini dedicated the later stages of his life to debunking phony psychics, mediums, and spiritualists. Are you looking at my cat? He's looking at me like to the gap in a sexy pose. (laughs) I didn't know what to do. Ew, I don't want to interpret that as sexy. I don't know. He's doing like the guy like... He does display out. Splay. Cold readings require being a really good listener and you can like tuck away information that's told to you earlier and pull it out later. And because people have terrible memories, they will forget that they said that earlier. Uh, And so when you circle back and bring it up, they're like, oh my God, how did you know that? Right, right. Um, Misremembering. Yeah. Like I said, our memories are fallible, malleable, malleable. And so, and also we have the natural confirmation bias. So it makes us believe what we want to believe, what we want to be true, as opposed to what actually happened. I try to come to it from a balanced place. Like I notice, like the, the times where I'm like, Ooh, that was impressive. But I also notice the times I'm like, I don't think anything was really offered here. And I feel like it would help me if like in those times he was just like, I'm getting nothing. Like I would get so much more. I was honest. Like, yeah. "Eh." And like, I would believe that more if (laughs) record scratch on his notepad, nothing, nothing. (laughs) Like if it was five, five percent, he was like, oh my gosh, I have something. I would feel that rather than trying to like like, every time. time. Yeah. Every time you happen to sync up, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it doesn't mean he's, he's, he could be telling the truth, but just trying to bluff, bluff out, buff out the other yeah. pieces to make it not look so bad. And then when people are either experiencing or reading themselves, or like me, like watching one as an audience member, like I'm gonna take away those incredible moments. Right. I'm I'm gonna minimize the moments that weren't that cool. I'm gonna mm-hmm. go away and be like, oh my God, I can't believe he said hummingbird. What the fuck? I've had friends <laughs> get really meaningful things from family members who have passed away and have done those things. And and like yeah, the it means a lot because there's some sort of thing but I don't know. Sometimes it keeps the door open too for something that should naturally close. Well, you can coerce your audiences <laughs> into guiding the readings by turning every statement into a question that requires more than a yes or no answer. That's fucking open-ended, therapy. Open-ended question. We are trained in open-ended questions. You, you don't, don't ask yes, no. You don't do it. You don't say, <laughs> did you have breakfast? You say, tell me about your breakfast. Yeah, this tell me more about tell that. Me more. What was your breakfast like? Let's talk more about that thing that you how, just said. I mean, I just that... had a therapy appointment just before you all came over. And oh, I said yeah. that. It's like, let's go back to that. 
Mm-hmm. Talk more about that. Mm-hmm. Walk me through <laughs> what that looked like. Yeah. So instead of Romanians, does a White House mean anything to you, which would be yes or no, you say, I see a hazy image of a White House. What does that mean? I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to just be like, you know, uh, I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm seeing. Or I'm getting, I'm getting the letter S. Okay, you had an argument. Is there any, you what had is an the argument. significance of hostility? What is the significance of an S? Why I'm seeing anger and rage. Yeah, and if you do R-S-T-L-N-E, like that increases your chances of chances of a hit, right? Because those are the most or commonly else. used letters mm. in right. the English language. Well, then you could say you've been hurt because <laughs> you know that you've been here. abandoned. Yeah, yeah. Someone left you. I mean, he is way more specific than you've that. Ghost. He's way more specific than that. Like he will come in and be like, <laughs> like with those ladies with the hummingbird, like. He he called that it was a friend and a female, hmm. but he also comes in and like, this is a child or this is a parent hmm. or this is a grandparent that I'm. But getting. don't they usually then they they're like, yes, my child. Well, so what he does is he let he doesn't let them give any information at first. Mm-hmm. He waits till he feels like he's made enough hits or whatever you want to call it, and then he'll say okay like help me make sense of this but it's not till that point like he doesn't let them it's kind of like he, rapport he building just makes this... it's like the rapport building like we take in a ton of information up front we we don't interpret at that stage we allow it all to be information gathering and then once rapport has been built the connections there uh they are trusting us then we you know, start to provide reflection and interpretation and allow them to see what they get from that. Yes. And I've seen that sometimes he goes t- to that point sooner than mm-hmm. others. Sometimes, which have, I don't know. If, Some I don't clients know if, are quicker than others for rapport building. Well, you can tell when maybe trusts you. Mm-hmm. like, let's say from a believer side, maybe he's just getting more information in those cases Fair. coming through um, in other cases mm-hmm. less. And he's like, okay, you know, kind of like not really getting any more impressions and then he needs right. to go to okay like let's like explain like it to where me. He's let's make sense hit a, of it like so a wall to him yeah. it's like okay i've hit a wall now i need your information to finish it which does kind of like that makes sense as an all like okay like you only get so much information right right so it kind of leads into that and the way he explains it it's very much imagery mm-hmm. and not like linear sentences Mm -hmm. like it could be like you know a a symbol of a mountain or a symbol of this or that and he said so good to use yeah he said through his experiences that these symbols from the afterlife all like mean the same sort of meaning like Mm -hmm. they come through to him Mm -hmm. like it, it like if he sees like a this like a lace Mm -hmm. like there it means something Mm -hmm. like consistently like like an archetype almost yeah yeah i love archetypes they're just so fun critics have argued that henry and other mediums are con artists whose actions are exploitative and he has been dismissed as one of the many mediums who lack training and counseling 
which might result in risk of harm to the audience. So if they're, if he's bringing up strong emotions, is he going to be able to be that safe container for that and know how to navigate those waters? And I've seen people, like, I've seen people personally handle it really well, like, open up and then be able to kind of close up themselves. And I think that speaks to more of, like, individual resiliency to do that. Um, I think we're made to do that a bit, being vulnerable and healing. But not, like you said, not everybody, not every situation is mm-hmm. that. I mean, we're not cookie cutters. So it's, you know, some people, you may open a door that's going to hurt them for a while. Yeah. And he does have that toolbox of these great responses. Mm -hmm. And from what I saw, I never saw, thought he was damaging anybody. I never saw anything where I'm like, oh my God. You know, it wasn't a Dr. Phil situation. I'm like, what are you doing to this person? But as counselors, we would say seeing someone once opening the door and then walking away wouldn't be ethical. Well. Within our role, we would say, no, that's not okay. With ours, but what I'm going to say next is he actually provides people with closure. So I've not seen one in most cases, I would say one in particular in the series where I'm like, is it not good? You opened up something and I don't think you provided anything helpful. There was nothing new. Like this person, like everything he said in that case was like, she already knew that. And Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like it was helpful at all. Mm -hmm. So, but that's kind of the outlier. Like in most most of them, people are like, oh my God, thank you. My worry would be, because like, I've heard some people where like, then they continue to go to that forum to try to talk to, speak to that person who's passed away. And so it like, doesn't necessarily close the door for them, but makes them feel like the door's more open, which can be beneficial, but sometimes harmful. Well, his list, his waiting list is astronomical. So which again, you can't get repeat readings. (laughs) So which is why people go to these shows, because then there's like a chance they could get picked, you know, and get a reading. It's so but that's the part that doesn't feel good to me. It's like to get help in healing you have to pay five hundred dollars and you might maybe not it has to and you have to agree to publicly have it put out there in order to talk to your loved one who's passed like as a vulnerable person in that moment you're gonna say yes to that no matter what because I'm gonna talk to my daughter who got hit by a car yes like I don't care the cost here's my thought it's exploited my thought is he needs to make money he has to have a job right um right. that's one right it's in inter- most cases he's providing a service that people want so capitalism there's, there's is real. services out there that people pay for on the day they're choosing it so self-determination and in at least the cases that they film mm-hmm. like who knows there could be a whole bunch of dis- like out. maybe 90 percent of them are disastrous no and they idea. don't film them <laughs> we don't know but in most of the cases that i saw right. people were finding benefit in this I didn't so, even think about that. That's probably a good point, though. Like, what do they edit out? Yeah, yeah. Um, because it's like they my prob- Instagram. What do probably, I crop out? They probably put in. <laughs> I mean, everything you see is strategic. So, like, they probably leave in a couple that are like, eh. but then you see the majority, and you're like, well, I can deal with that little piece. That eh. yeah, we don't know. I we mean, editing know. is so powerful. Like, you know, my I'm my hundred my younger son's super into skating, and we watch like king of the road and other skate movies and we always talk about like 
you know, the the final like cool trick video, like that was 20 accidents. That <laughs> like yeah. 20 we, fails. When we take or, an Instagram you know, photo, there's 30 before fails. it gets there. So who knows what's happening behind the scene? Editing. Yeah. You know, I, I, you gotta, the power of the edit is real. I think the impact totally depends on the person. I agree with you. Like there could be someone that like takes a lot from that and gets a lot from that. And there could be someone who that does hurt in some way, um, even if it's, I don't know, there's a lot of exploitive situations where it feels right to the person at the time until later when they're like, yeah, I guess that. Yeah. Also, was- he's famous and successful. So that means something in my mind, like if everybody hated him, it wouldn't be that case. So that means to me, like enough people are satisfied that's allowing him. (laughs) See, my mind went to he has enough power and authority to sway how people's opinion of him. I don't know. Like on the show, his team is really small. It's like he had one assistant and his mom. That seems really caring. He does. I don't know how you can. I no. He seems really, think, really honest to God, caring, caring, and exploit people. <laughs> I mean, there's also the I'm allure. Like, I'm more like the. No, there's it's, also it's the fine, allure of like, money. Like that's the part I'm skeptical about. If you're making money, you're money. gonna want to keep making the money, the and is, you're gonna figure out what the equation. What is do they tell you as counselors? Up. Like when you start to go to school, it's like don't expect to become a billionaire out of this like this isn't the job if you want to make a ton of money you pick you've chosen the wrong career well that's why i'm quitting my job and becoming a medium tomorrow <laughs> i mean and that's not to say that there aren't better ways or not better <laughs> that there aren't other other ways to help people there can be other ways to help people and i think that's okay i do think people need to be mindful of the ways that they can be exploitative to people especially for monetary gain I think go into it just with education. <laughs> That's why one of our credos is knowledge is power. Right. Like know let, all the sides. Lo, know all the sides, approach things with equanimity. But it's also boring to be normal. So sure, throw this stuff in there and we'll watch it and Yeah. I mean, I've always wanted to have psychic powers my entire life. You would love that. I would so love it. I would hate that. I'd hate it if he had psychic powers. Maybe I do. <laughs> He'd be so annoying. Maybe that's where we've, how we've gotten to where we are today. He'd be like, I'm all powerful. Oh, I'd be like Galadriel, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> what were you holding there? I the power, the, the power, ring. the power of the ring. I see. <laughs> so Tyler, I'd be a hobbit. <laughs> I'd be reliable and friendly. Let's, you do have little feet. I well, no, they have big feet. It's they the do. Opposite. Do you have hairy feet? No. Oh, okay. I mean, that was a good guess. You're obviously a bad medium, though. Um, <laughs> you gotta practice. I'm getting something about true. feet. Fifty-fifty. You're getting something about feet here. <laughs> right. I can't go further. My dad will make fun of me publicly, but yes, continue. Tyler Henry does, honest to God, bring people resolution hope and closure like for things that they may have been suffering like true suffering for he years does say it's like pieces of like you know it is a closing statement typically from what i've seen at least so bobby brown we did the the topic on whitney houston yes mm. so bobby brown um tyler henry did a reading for bobby brown when he's doing his hollywood medium stuff tyler of course was this is one of those like had no idea who he was which is understandable 
didn't really look like new kids on the block anymore is that his band Bobby yeah was it new kids on the block oh god so. new edition it was new edition oh, okay jesus sorry, sorry everybody i am so sorry <laughs> ronnie bobby ricky and mike someone's gonna correct us for that thing no i corrected Naomi. myself I know that was a terrible They're going to listen to that one point and decide to oh, comment. They're going to stop sorry. it and then they're going to so comment. Sorry. But it was new. New Kid Bonobock, new edition. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Sarah. Yeah. See, that's why we have Sarah. Are you? Is she your validator? Yeah. Sarah this makes is, me feel better about myself. Now, but I'm not okay. <laughs> All right. I'll just leave. Bye, Sarah. <laughs> you make me fired. So I'm the yin to her yang. I don't want your fault. I don't want to be, I don't want, you know, no, yeah, I mean, I do want to be the yang in this relationship. I'd rather be yang. No false compliments, Naomi. <laughs> I'm going to be the big yang in this relationship. You're the yang. <laughs> so, sure. I'm like, you're so bright with my your cat's oh. very mad right now. If our video looks like an earthquake, it's because Obi just ran by on the bed. He's so mad. Obi, stop. Come here. You're fine. He's so upset. Come here. What did you do to the cat? I don't know what's happening. Sarah will soothe him. Okay, great. Thank you, Sarah. So Whitney Houston had a tragic life. Bobby Brown also suffered unspeakable tragedies, losing Whitney, who was his ex-wife at the time, their daughter, Bobby Christina, and then his son, Bobby Brown Jr. I mean, that is like that level That's of loss, loss is yeah. I I can't even fathom that. It's it's Sad. devastating. So Tyler, you know, started it out like identifying that Bobby's family members had had cancer. He was said like his father had quit smoking, um, which Bobby Brown was like, okay, yeah, like that's kind of an in-depth personal mm -hmm. thing nobody would know and he t was telling him his dad wished uh, he had told bobby that he had loved him while he was alive while bobby brown was a little boy you know giving all this stuff that really was like soothing wounds mm -hmm. that had been long-standing since he was little right. uh, so tyler gets the buy-in by hitting on personal info that he shouldn't know so that's mm -hmm. like the initial buy-in piece yeah yeah whether that's legit or not mm -hmm. that's like what's happening he like yeah connects he, certain things intentionally. like which, and people are like nobody would know that nobody would know that which we do in counseling when we read like their intake questionnaire <laughs> and we get some information ahead of time to go into that prepared but we just don't have the like where we feel like we have to be about it you know like who knows how we know that no you actually told us that and it's okay that you told us that all right like, but now that i'm a, that. embarking on my new career as a medium right <laughs> i will identify the source as That's the great. other side well and i like how when you mentioned the emails earlier like how he's like i don't want that information early yeah my mind instantly went to because he has people that does that for him yeah this is like the public image because like all of that ties into the like he has to uphold that image that he's not getting information right all the time and that's the whole thing with the the hot reading thing is that you're getting info somehow 
whether it's mm -hmm. your team providing it with you, whether you have plants out there trying to get information. But my friend whether didn't you're overhearing have that. things. Right. My friend whether didn't you're doing have that. research, you know. She told me that like she hopped in and was like a last minute addition. She they had no information on her prior and he picked her, not him, but some medium picked her and talked about her loss like really openly. And like, you could tell it was very impactful for her. Lots of things that she clung to, but me as an outsider who wasn't the person grieving, yeah. listening to it, I definitely could hear the things like when he'd poke at something and she'd be like, yeah, no, or like, mm -hmm. uh, not really. Like I heard those just as equal as I heard the other side, but yeah. ooh, once you hit that, that emotion, and that's those cold ooh. reading skills, right? Cause then, then Where you're was, like, and then you zero in on that and then she was, you get a reaction. It was, yeah. I call it in counseling. I call it clicking in the seatbelt. Like once I'm clicked mm. in with you, we're like together and the I session, call it making them cry. It's my favorite thing too. It <laughs> sounds sick, sick but it's so good. It sounds sick, but it's cathartic. Sorry. I know they always apologize. I'm like I'm like you can be as gross as you want it's fine I huck a box of Kleenex across the room and it's like let's roll I am in huck the Kleenex I'm like you can grab a Kleenex if you want if not you can be snotty I'm gross all the time it's fine well I like to at least offer because often I find they don't know where the Kleenexes are and I can kind of see I them just, looking I like they want a Kleenex in arm's reach and they can get it if they feel so inclined I don't want them not me I like to keep the Kleenexes next to me so I have the power of relieving that. That makes sense from what I know of you. Yeah, That's totally not true. That's totally not true. No, no. They're next to people, but they often don't see them. So I'll be like, if you want. Okay. Yeah, right, there's right. some Kleenex. Like, yeah. like, I don't care. You can snot all over. But yeah. if, if you want to be more comfortable by wiping your nose. I just love making it. people uncomfortable. It's good. It's healthy. Lean into it. So um, then... So like la like making hits on things that he shouldn't know that personal info that like gives that initial credence to the message that the messages are like coming through mm -hmm. on the other side. Then he makes connections by providing people with information that they really need. So he's giving them something important. He's providing them with relief. It's like emotionally very satisfying. Often he's a lover. Often it's it's information that helps people break through barriers that have kept them stuck, that have kept them like they felt regret for many years, maybe feeling like they should have done more, they should have done something different. And or if it's really it's unexplained, like, unexplained losses that they like like a quick, like there was no stages to it, it just happened. Not, I mean, right he's giving he honest to god gives people gifts not always but a lot of the time at least with the things they post he's giving people a true genuine gift that is life-changing we do that too tyler told bobby brown paid a lot more money that whitney me. didn't intentionally overdose that she took a, an amount of drugs that she was used to but that she had a heart condition um of course if you google it the first i googled that because i wanted to see like what would come up the very first thing that came up was 
Houston accidentally drowned in a bathtub at the Beverly Hilton Hotel in Beverly Hills with heart disease and cocaine use as contributing factors. So, I mean, if you've done any amount of Google research, like that's not new information, mm -hmm. but the way he presented it was helpful. But I, I don't think it's a big stretch either psychologically to feel like he's wrestling with that. Yeah. Like that, like not knowing, like, was it an intentional overdose or not? I mean, mm -hmm. you know, I, mean, I have that personally. Yeah. I, I've gone through that my whole life because my dad died of an overdose. And like my initial thought was, was that a suicide attempt mm -hmm. or was mm -hmm. it an accident? Right. So I think that's just a natural go to that people go to. Yeah. Tyler told him that Whitney had helped his little girl, Bobby Christina, cross over and was present with her when she passed. So, and was holding her hand when she transitioned. And that just, like, gave him so much comfort because there's a lot of questions about how Bobby Christina died, the circumstances, this whole investigation. Well, like, was there foul play? Like, there was, there was a lot of, um, a lot around that. Um, and told him that his daughter knew how much he was loved. And Bobby Brown said, like, he was estranged from his daughter at the time that she passed. But Tyler Henry told him, she does not in any way blame you or have any negative emotions connected to you in any way. She loves her mom and her dad, and she wasn't as detrimentally affected by by things as other people may have said. So I think a lot of people were like, you know, what are you doing to your daughter with your lifestyle and this and that? And like maybe like somehow his actions had in some indirect way contributed to mm -hmm. her ending up in the circumstances that led to her death. Yeah. And he was just so like you could just see him melt into the relief of this like he'd held this for so long he said this is everything i've wanted to hear right everything i've needed to hear I so have, is it a disservice I have a, I have a grain of salt about is it is it a disservice like whatever the source is if and he's all that lying to them i don't like it but i can people lie to people all the time to make them feel better it's a thing that happens and it does make people feel better to hear something that makes them go on. Is it a bit enabling? Is it a bit not confronting the problem perhaps? Or like if I'm the actual dead person back there being like, Hey, no, you really did fuck up my life. Um, maybe I don't want you to speak for me perhaps. So I, I, I definitely see both sides. I don't think there's necessarily a clear right or wrong, which makes it challenging. Yeah. I don't mean, I don't see a clear, this or that either i wanted to kind of present a balanced view and share like my thoughts i'm I just think... saying if i don't like somebody i swear to god if <laughs> oh my god obi if somebody shows up and says obi totally made this podcast amazing for us today obi just because... knocked down our entire second video okay. camera onto the floor because <laughs> he needs so much love he does need so much love thank you sarah hype girl thank you sarah picking that up off the floor there's yes. sarah's hand it's a very nice hand sarah's really pretty you want to come in here she's the prettiest yeah. girl i've ever no. met come here. Oh. no you are i've thought it for a long time she's really nice I eyebrows in her yeah. i know no i mean i know you said that but i know yeah, i'm so the prettiest <laughs> 
Maisie, you're so pretty too. I'm serious. That's I'm not pretty a just being next to you. Look at this. Oh, I think we're all pretty, but I, I'm semi-narcissist. I can't. So. There's a mic. <laughs> <laughs> you are semi-narcissist. We also went we're over so that. We're so pretty with our dark. It's a dark wrong hair. With that. I, I don't think that, there's anything wrong. Dark I just lightened my hair. Hair. Sarah's out of view. Oh, look at that lovely hair. Okay. So you if you didn't. Beautiful. Oh uh, please support our podcast by being our patron on patreon it's the best way to help us afford wine um or if you didn't listen to our last episode we reviewed the movie whatever happened to baby jane which is a good episode super I really twisted that one yeah really fun yeah we need to do more of those i really like them can we do them more than every hundred episodes <laughs> yes okay we can We'll talk about it in our board meeting. We'll bring it up with the stakeholders. See what they think. Great. Until next time. (laughs) I think provide, find comfort wherever you can. Whatever gets you through the night is all right. It's all right. Make sure you have the right map or you're going to crash into the mountain. Oh my God. Bye. Bye. Bye.